Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. I am Steve Mullen. And I am Jennifer Mullen. <laughs> Who is that? But anyway, go ahead. Anyway, yeah. you know, in multiple episodes of this podcast, we have compared milestones in our kids' lives to what we're experiencing with our loved one, our elderly loved ones. We are the sandwich generation, after all, right? Yes. Today, we are remembering the first day of school. Oh, I have such pictures in my head. Yeah, of, of the, the little kids, kids just heading first off day. with their first little day. necklaces with their school bus yeah. number and was everything Was it Jackson on them? who like tripped and fell on the way to the bus stop? I don't think that was sweet, the first day of school, but it was close. Who, like, yeah, helped him up. Yeah, it was very sweet. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. So you yeah. remember. So first day of school. First day of school. You, you didn't know where to go. You didn't know who to talk to. You couldn't even find the gosh darn bathroom. And in this episode, we have some advice on how to handle your loved one's first day in each of the different types of facilities or environments, and even when your loved one comes back home. But first, Jennifer, how is your mom? My mom is doing well. Really? And yes. You always say that. I have been it's saying great. that a lot. I love that she's doing well. No, knocking on wood. Yes, again. That? Knocking, knocking on, on wood. wood. Nope, she's doing great. This weekend, as we sit here recording this episode, my older brother who lives out of state is coming to visit. So my brother and sister-in-law are coming to visit. So I know that my mom is looking forward to that. But the extra, the little extra for this weekend is that our son has made us aware that he's doing a little drive-by of the Mullen household. He's going to uh, swing by our house after swing by, right? You know, he's got to hit the road. Right. Come by after he gets out of class tomorrow to pick up some camping equipment because he's going camping with some fraternity brothers. But what I loved the most, it really made me smile when he texted us to let us know, hey, here's my plan. I've got to come home. I've got to get some camping equipment because I'm going camping this weekend. Not going to be there for long, but I'm going to stop by. I'm going to see you guys. I'm going to run over. I'm going to visit with Goggy for a little bit, and then I'll, I'll be on my way. And I absolutely loved that that just was even part of his thought process. He knew he was coming into town just for a short period of time, but of course he was going to squeeze in a visit with his grandmother and she doesn't even know nope. as of this recording that not. that is going to happen. So it's going to be an awesome surprise for her. Right. And so. by the time she re- hears this, yeah, it'll he, be in the past, of course, because we record yeah. well in advance. Obviously. It's like a time machine. We've Duh. talked about it before. Anyway, Steve, how's your mom? So a few weeks back, I went over and I do my mother's laundry. Her assisted living will do her laundry, but she does not like the way they do her laundry. And I will admit, I I think they're a little rough with things. The laundry detergent's not so great. It's very yeah. industrial. Yeah. And Plus she prefers, you worry about whether or not stuff leaves well, your apartment. Well, and that's apartment. the other thing. Is it coming multiple back Multiple times apartment. they've had to do like emergency loads and yeah. stuff just never came back. Yes. She's lost multiple pairs of pants yeah. this way. Yes. So she prefers that I do it, of course. So I was, uh, I brought in her. Or uh, me, I'm saying. Well, Jennifer does quite me. frequently fold the laundry. Yes, yes, that is true. So I brought back her laundry on one particular day and uh, I was hanging things up and I noticed there were not enough hangers. And uh, this was a little strange because she'd always had a few extra hangers. And uh, I said, mom, you're um, kind of low on hangers. What's going on? Oh, well, you know, just, uh, you know, if he can't find hangers for something, let me know and I'll figure something out. And I just let it go. And she, I said, well, do you need more hangers? She said, yeah, go ahead and order me some. 
I got finished putting the laundry away and I walked over to her dresser and just was leaning on her dresser, turned around and saw a bag with new clothing in it. Uh-huh. Leaned on it actually with my hand and said, what's this? She said, that's the reason I don't have any hangers left. <laughs> At least she was, you know. And she said it with little, this little, little smile on her face because she it. knew I would be a little irritated at that because my mother has a habit of buying too many clothes. I will say I had noticed, and the reason I made a point of saying like every now and then I I do help you know fold the laundry just like you do with Goggy. You of course, sometimes, sometimes fold Goggy's yes. laundry, but I have noticed <laughs> some new pairs of in pants. the last in the last couple months, like some oh, and one or two new shirts, mm-hmm. and then of course currently because isn't this everyone's like plight in life? There's a pair of socks floating <sighs> around this house that oh my gosh, I swear to God, we don't even know where they came from. I, they came. My mother swears they, they came are not in hers. the bag of your mom's laundry. They may not have been hers. I don't I'm telling think they you were. That's where they came I from. Think- because I remember folding them and thinking like, oh, she must have ordered new socks. She they're did not, not the kind of socks my mom wears because they're too tight around the ankle. Mom right. doesn't put on socks like but that. But neither is so. mine. So I mean, yeah, I know I presented those socks. I mean, they were in a stack with her other socks. Yeah. And she said, "Whose socks are these?" I said, "Well, I thought they were yours." And she said, "No, these are not mine." Which, by the way, goes back to the when laundry is done in the assisted living facility, like no one understands whose laundry ends up where. It should be a simple system. You would think. Each particular resident has their own bag that their laundry gets put in. It's got a little tag on it with their apartment number. It's not that hard. It seems like it should be and, simple, and, and it could but... be like a little magnet thing where it gets put on the machine while it's being done. Yeah. We could organize the you-know-what out of the laundry We should be in charge there. of assisted living. We really and ought activities. to be. And That's activities. That's another. Right. Yes. Steve, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe between fact, podcasting You know, and... another little side note. This might be a squirrel. Is it a squirrel? We'll find yeah, out. I don't know. Uh, the activities director at my mother's assisted living quit some time back. Uh, there were... Some disputes about how things should be done. She was fantastic. My mother loved her a lot. Yeah. But uh, so now they're in between activities directors. So maybe I should just volunteer. Well, not volunteer, but volunteer for the job. I mean, you know, I just, I don't think I'd be very good at that though. I think you would be I great at I it. I you would. have all of the, you now have two years. I get two it. Two years under your belt of your you know, mom I, living I, in this place. And I once taught college. I wasn't very good at that either. I don't. Yeah. This think. is. But this is. A I little get bit it, more but like, I I, th- I feel like I'm not really good with like young people and old people. Like really young people, babies love me. <laughs> that's because they don't know the difference. They don't know how <laughs> awful I really am. I think so, I think all the people at your mom's assisted living they probably do because they you, see me who's as that? who's that handsome well, guy walking by. Well, oh, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. No, but I think they see me as the doting son. Yeah, and, and that's why they, they right, they which love means they me, would follow in any activity yeah, ever that maybe. you like planned. So. We'll see. I don't Whew. know. Yeah, we are really off track. That was more than one squirrel. Yeah, it was like a whole. What do you call <laughs> yeah. a collection of squirrels? Uh, a herd. Yeah, a herd right. of squirrels. Okay, we're gonna go with that. That was Is like it a, a herd. Kit? No, those are foxes. It's not yeah. a gaggle. That's it's not geese. a gaggle. It's not a murder. Those no. are crows. Crows. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's move on. We're gonna move on. So as we mentioned before, a long time ago, this episode's all about what you should do on the first day in a new environment with your loved one. So let's talk about the different places your loved one might need to get used to after they've been elsewhere. Right. This might seem a little silly because, well, I, it's it's home. Home. Home it's is home. the first one. 
But after a long stay in a hospital or maybe a skilled nursing facility, not having a nursing staff around to help you might be stressful. Your loved one might experience some nervousness at being home alone for the first time I mean, in a while. Think about it, though. If you, and, and by the way, as the caregiver, you're yeah, nervous that too. about that. But I mean, you think about it. If you've been in a skilled nursing facility, you were probably in hospital before that. So it could be multiple weeks where you are literally yeah. never alone. I mean, never really both, alone. Both of our moms have had yeah, that. I mean, have had that journey. You've always got a button, skilled, and, yep. a, and a nurse or, or a CNA yep. will come in and help you. And not that that's, by the way, we're not trying to glorify that experience because it's it's not fantastic. But also, there's a level of comfort, and there's a level of comfort for you as the caregiver. Of like you can leave at night, and you know that they can press the right. button. If and they've someone got a problem, if they them. fall or whatever, someone's there for them. Yes, yes. in theory. So. What are the things that you can do to make the first day back at home better? So even if your loved one has regained their independence, they've been through the hospital, they've been through skilled nursing, whatever it is, uh, it really might be a good idea to stay with them that first night when they're back mm-hmm. home. You, you simply you can't predict what kinds of things are going to come up. They, uh, they, they might fall. They might be nervous. They might forget their medication. Just need a glass of water, whatever. You know, even after that first night, an extra check-in phone call, extra check-in, in addition to what you normally would do, or even two, might be a good idea for those first few days. Definitely. Another thing to consider is having meals for a number of days. And that's so, Jennifer's department. Yeah, that is definitely my department. I don't department. cook. You do not. I do not. I'm really box, good at heating things up. A box of mac and cheese. Yep. yep. But seriously, you know, meals for a number of days in the form of casseroles or frozen foods, even if your loved one is, you know, safe to stay by themselves immediately, it's likely they'll be too tired to cook a proper meal. And, you know, another thing to consider, to explore, to make sure you investigate, if your loved one is is on a limited income, there are some services that are available to them. And in fact, you know, that was something that was available to Gagi when she came home. I can't remember how we found out about it, and it wasn't exactly. I do not remember this at all. Yeah, so it's it was like a Meals on Wheels. It wasn't Meals on Wheels specifically because I think there's a channel that we could have gone through to access that. But whatever it was, somehow someone made us aware. I don't know if it was a magical food, a medical social worker, and for some period of time. She did have meals that were delivered to her. Now, whether or not she liked all of them was a totally different I actually do remember that now, that rings a bell, and I don't recall her being all that thrilled with the food. I mean, she didn't, (laughs) right. I mean, it's it's cafeteria style, but then like packaged up. It's like hospital food. Yeah, kind of, kind of. However, if this is someone who maybe even doesn't have like loved ones, like like we are like, like us. our families are like caring for them. I mean, what a great service though. Seriously. You've been sent home. Mom Gagi had one or two roommates while she was in skilled nursing facility. Well, one in particular who I think was going to go home and like, I don't know who was going to check on her and take care of her and make sure that she had all these things. So these services that like deliver food. Yeah. Right. And, awesome. and I, you know, we've, we've talked about this before. This, this is a squirrel, but and I'm starting to learn what squirrels are. I by think the, way. the whole title of this episode should squirrel. be Squirrel. We've talked about this before, and we've seen other people in the obviously other than our loved ones, our mothers in the hospital, and we've we've not seen anyone visit them. Uh, I've seen that at skilled nursing. I'm sure you have as well. I see it in assisted living. 
people who never have family visit them. And I just, I frequently (laughs) wonder, we've talked about this. I frequently wonder how do they just kind of go through life with no help? And I know a lot of these folks, their mental capacity is much shakier than our mothers. And how does that work? I just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's, it's very sad actually, if you let yourself go down that, that path too far. So, so, you um, know, the other thing, you know, it's possible your loved one's doctor has prescribed in home or outpatient physical therapy. And by the way, our very next episode after this one is going to be all about physical therapy. Indeed. We're going to talk to a physical therapist. Yes. So, or, you know, PTOT, which is occupational therapy, or speech therapy, which uh, can be uh, language or it can be, uh, you know, uh, memory, that sort of thing. Anyway, be aware of that, obviously, and help your loved one with scheduling if necessary, because it's going to be scheduled within days of them leaving the hospital. Yeah, actually, the way that I worked it out with my mom. So at this point, my brother who now lives locally, but this was all, there were some things that were happening during the pandemic. And so he wasn't actually local at that time. So it was, it was me scheduling the, some of these things. This was pre sniff, I think for my mom though. But anyway, at one point it really made much more sense for me to be scheduling these things because I, right. I work full time outside of the home and, you know, mom's home, right? Nothing else on our schedule. Right. Uh, So that is something to consider is it's okay to sort of take over the scheduling of that to make sure that you can be there for it. So I was the one who was scheduling doctor's appointments and whatever. And of course, now fast forward, here we are in this specific point in time. And my brother who now full time lives locally and takes my mom to a bunch of doctor's appointments, most of them, he, he really is the one scheduling them because mm-hmm. it's a, it's around his schedule. That's an okay thing to do. Well, and, you know, we've, we've talked before, you know, in the control episode, actually, where, if, you know, if they're capable of doing it on their own, let them do it on their own. But if you feel like you need to be there, it obviously needs to be match up with your schedule. Absolutely. So. And, and, you know, the best case scenario is that you have someone who, thank goodness, Goggy, like she has... Listen, she's 83. She is happy to sort of step back and say, mm-hmm. whatever you guys want to take yeah, care well, of, I'll go wherever you tell me where I need to go. Y'all handle it. I'm it's good. like my mother frequently says, it doesn't matter if you come at this time or this time, I'm going to be here anyway. Absolutely. Although I think we talked about this before, just because they're home all the time, does not mean that you should not be respectful of their time of course, or talking with because, them. Because, you know, my mother has her bingo them. schedule. Exactly. And yeah. her activity schedule. Right. And, yeah. And I mean, or, like... For instance, tomorrow I'm going... I, I've shifted up my schedule a little bit. Yeah. I'm coming around lunchtime versus around dinner time, which is when I normally come. And she said... I, I said, well, how about I get there at 11 o'clock? And she said, I won't be there. Bingo. Yeah. And so I said, how about 11.30? I'll... I should be back by then. Yeah. So she's got which stuff going good. on, too. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. Yeah. All right. So let's move okay, on. Let's move We're moving on. on. The next thing uh, after home is a hospital. And this is probably the easiest transition. Uh, your first day at the hospital, because, you know, be honest, you have no control over anything there. It's just you, you're carted in, literally carted in, put into a bed, and the nurses and to a lesser extent, the doctors are in charge of literally everything. Literally. And uh, however, there's a couple of things you might want to do to get settled. Yes. So first, find the route to the cafeteria. And I think this is first day. This is more us. Yes. Than, yeah. than the loved ones. Yeah. Than we the need to find the route this to the cafeteria. This is all really about us. Because it is going to be our new break room. 
whether we're eating the eating food or the not. Nasty food or not. Yeah. Coffee, sodas, yep. chips. Yep. Maybe a not piece of really old pizza. I think the other next thing you need to do is definitely make sure that you get to know the nurses. So if you want to get things done, a good relationship with the nurses is invaluable. And we know this. Yes. We know this. Our daughter's our going daughter. to be a nurse. She's getting closer to, and closer. If you've listened to a previous episode, yes, right? Like, yes. And I, I would say suck up to the nurses like you've never sucked up to anybody because they will yeah, help you. They will. They will. If you establish a good relationship and demonstrate that you are there to advocate for your loved one, but also, you know, you're not trying to be a drain on the nurse's right, time. Right. But if they consider you to be a nice person, that nice person in room 102 or whatever, they're going to stop by and check in. And, you know, if you become kind of friends, that's even better. I've definitely had situations in the hospital with my mom where because I've established a relationship with a nurse, then it becomes, hey, let us show you the kitchen where you can help mm-hmm. yourself to the refrigerator for the, the mini ice. ginger ales and the, the ice ales, and the yeah. jello and the pudding and, and, the, you know, and whatever the saltine crackers are. and everything. Yes, 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 absolutely. And the nurses, right? They get it. It makes their life mm-hmm. easier, which is, if is we not can a bad get it, thing. They don't have simple- to. Yes, exactly. Definitely. So third thing, find the medical social worker. Now, we had a whole episode where we talked to a medical social worker. It was about a different topic, but we, we've mentioned many, many times we love medical social yes, workers. Yes, thank they you, Robin. Are, thank you, Robin, for joining us for that episode. fantastic people. You may not need the medical social worker that day, but you almost certainly will later. Absolutely. When it's time to leave, they can help you set up if you need additional equipment. Poof, it just happens. Yep. So it's really a good person to get to know. And then I would say, finally... You really should figure out where the waiting room is, the family waiting room, right? There's the waiting room, and then often there's a family waiting room. Right, there's a little room. family room, yes. yeah. So there's there are going to be times where maybe your loved one is being cleaned up, bathed, having other things done that maybe you don't want to see. It depends on the situation. I think, Steve, you and I have both now been in the room for a whole bunch of things. I have that, seen things that I lot. cannot unsee. A lot. But, you know, if that's not your thing or if it's it's just you just need to step away, just find out where the family waiting room is. The other thing I'll say is the the rooms are small. Typically they are. Right. And so depending on what is being done, sometimes, you know, if there's a couple of nurses in there, you kind of need to get out of the way anyway. And that's the best thing you can do for everybody. So let's move on to the next environment. This would be skilled nursing and nursing home. We we kind of bunch these together. They're different, but they're the same. They operate very similar. So, you know, the patient, when you go to a skilled nursing or a nursing home, or also, uh, by the way, a, a rehab facility, mm-hmm. the evaluation, the patient evaluation is critical. So until the PT and OT people have laid eyes on your loved one and done their evaluation, they're not allowed to leave the bed, period. They are stuck there. So, you know, obviously if the facility drags their feet for 24 to 48 hours before getting that done, it can be a considerable problem. And Jennifer has some experience with us. Yes, definitely have had some experience with that. You're absolutely right that it's it's interesting how there's this whole contingency thing because I remember, I guess it was my mom being moved into a, must have been skilled nurse. It was, mm-hmm. it, it was right, a sniff. of course, it was a skilled nurse sniff, yeah. And there were certain things, like there were certain medications that 
my brother and I knew she needed. And it was just, it was this whole big slog of like, oh, until this happens, this can't happen. You know, it was very frustrating, which leads us to our next point, leads to the next point, which is that you should never, ever, 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 ever. I cannot stress this enough. If you can help it. Do not allow your loved one to be transferred from a hospital into a skilled nursing facility or a nursing home on a Friday. It's just the worst day of the week. These facilities tend to be understaffed in general. On an average. On a Tuesday. Tuesday, yes. But even more so on the weekends. Nothing much is accomplished between a Friday and a Monday. And even forget, I'll say even forget staffing concerns if you've ever had anyone in the hospital it you know in in a lot of ways it's a monday through friday operation and and please forgive me all of you healthcare professionals out there i'm not disparaging those of you who are working on the weekends truly i'm not i'm not but generally speaking Saturdays and Sundays are pretty quiet, whether you are in a hospital, a skilled nursing facility. The patients are sitting around, the TVs are on, and the nurses are doing the best they can because there aren't enough of them on the weekends. And my brother and I had an absolute nightmare for a lot of reasons when we had to move Gagi from a hospital to a skilled nursing facility. And of course, it was the first time for either you, me, Steve, like, you know, it's the first mm-hmm. time this was happening in our family. We had nothing to go on. At that point, so we didn't even know about the abbreviation SNF. We, we did not. We did not. But any of you out there listening, please, 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 I cannot stress this enough. If there is a way that you can encourage, and, and there are there are conversations that you can have with the hospital staff to say, please do not allow my mother, my father, my uncle, my brother, whoever, Please do not allow them to be released to the next, you know, to transition to the next facility over the weekend. Right. Because it's just, it's a miserable it's, process. It's, awful. it's so, terrible. Well, it's funny because uh, my mother, was it her last, my gosh, her last hospitalization was at the beginning of 2023. And it was late 2022, bled into 2023. But I remember she was going to be moved over to, to a sniff. And it was a it was a Thursday, and I'm talking to the medical social worker, and I said, uh, "Can we get her there today?" Yeah. And she said, "I just don't think it's going to happen." I said, "I don't want her to go tomorrow." Well, I think it has to be tomorrow. I said, "Look, if it has to be tomorrow, it has to be tomorrow. We can't do anything about that." But is there any way to avoid that? I mean, we we had a long conversation, and in the end, they couldn't take her anyway until the following Tuesday. So. Right. You try to avoid that as best you can because truly this evaluation, if you end up there on a Friday afternoon, it's not going to be done until Sunday at the earliest. Yep. And so that means your loved one is just laying in bed like they're in the hospital for two more days. Right. You move them on a Friday. These evaluations are not happening. And a lot of times I'm trying to remember, it's been a long time now, but I mean, there was even a whole thing with like the food the food that my mom was allowed to eat because she had a whole, right, right she had a whole section of her right. bowel, removed, bowel removed. Yes. And until the evaluations right. happened, she wasn't allowed to have real food. So then it was like, you know. Right. And actually that broth. same that same thing happened with my mother when she was that same hospitalization I was talking about just a moment ago. She was brought into the hospital because she thought they thought she'd had a stroke. She didn't yeah. have a stroke. They determined she didn't have a stroke. 
she had passed uh, all the like swallow chew tests and everything but for some reason the soft food diet followed her over yes. to skill oh, nursing. Oh, I remember that. I and do she was that. miserable yeah. because it was just this mush put in front right. of her. And despite the fact that she didn't need that because she didn't get the evaluation right away, mm-hmm. for her first three or four meals at skilled nursing, right. she's just got this Meanwhile, mush in front of her. she can't build her strength because no. she's, yeah. Like, but I mean, that's yeah. the thing about uh, skilled nursing and nursing homes is that they they have common areas. They have, you know, sometimes they have activities that if you can get out of bed, you can take advantage of those things. You're not yep. just stuck in your room all the time like a hospital room. Yep. So the next environment is assisted living. And, you know, we didn't expect it. This was the it hardest was hard. transition for my mother. So, you know, she went hospital, then rehab, then skilled nursing, and then assisted living. And she said it was the hardest one because it's not temporary. It was the rest of her life. It was her home from now on. Yep. So on your first day of assisted living, there may be a few meetings that are set up with people like administrators. They come by and they say hello, the head nurse or, or healthcare director, whatever they call them there, some CNAs who may be working with them are going to come by. They may also do a tour. Your may, loved one may have already done a tour, but you know they may need their memory refreshed, so they may do another tour of the whole building. Yeah. Some of these facilities offer sort of like a buddy system where they pair new residents with a longer term resident who has, you know, similar interests. So if your facility is one of those, there may be a, you know, a kind of a a get to know you meeting set up. So fun fact, though, my mother's facility has not had that when she moved in, they did not have that sort of thing. They've talked about bringing it up. They've talked about developing that and they actually asked my mother if she would be willing to do that. And she said, she'd absolutely. Be yep, she'd be, be very perfect. good at it. Yeah, but I don't think it's actually happened. Which, though, like, just think about that. For Could we stop and pause to celebrate just for a moment that your mom's been there now for almost two years? Yes. It was a rough start. It was, it a, was ru- a rough It was start. a rough start. And I don't mean because your mom was difficult. It was just a tough transition. It, it was a very difficult but transition for her. I feel like she's finally transitioned into solidifying her like role within the community and she really really has very much in the same way that she did in her 55 and older community where she lived in a a, you know single dwelling home and she became very involved and she was on the board and Mm -hmm. she had friends and Mm -hmm. she knew everything that was going on and she knows everything that's going on same thing here yeah no it's great so aside from structured activities like that there are a few other things you can do to help the transition first you know, set aside some time to decorate. You may have already moved stuff in, but if your loved one is anything like my mother, they're going to want to redecorate after you've decorated and put things exactly where they want them. And they're going to be highly focused on where every single solitary thing goes. And by the way, my mother is still doing this two years in. She's still focused on where everything is supposed to be. That is true. You know, the one thing that she has not changed Mm. since she's moved in. Do tell. The teapots. In fact, Uh you know, I said we weren't going to bring up the teapots. Uh I I actually said to you, Jennifer, we've talked too much about the teapots. We have. It's been a long time since we've talked about the teapots. But I have to tell you, there's one thing I have not actually told you, and and you're going to melt. You're going to love this. Okay. So you set the teapots up for her. I did. And you put them up in the arrangement that you thought was the best way to go. Correct. She has said multiple times, 
Jennifer did such a great job hmm. putting those up. Aww. They are in the perfect position. Aww. She just loves how you did that. See, that makes me very happy. Yes, exactly. I, I did have some organization you to did. how I thought the teapot should be arranged. You did. So. Actually, I don't, I don't think I haven't told you this. I, this probably ought to be a how's your mom. We can save it, but I'm going to go ahead and blow it right now. She got a new teapot. She did? I know. How? Wait a minute. You buried the lead. I did. She, uh, it was a, another resident, I think, was gifted a teapot. And they huh. knew that mom collected teapots and Aww. they gave it to her. Oh. And so I had to find the proper place for it. And of did course, you I, find the right I did. Spot? Oh, no, okay. no, I did. I, I trust me. I can check it out next time I go Next over. time you're over there, check it out. It's on the top shelf. So another thing you need to think about is the first meal, right? So, you know, they're going to get there. Obviously, you know, you know, maybe it's in the afternoon. Dinner would be the first meal. Lunch would be the first meal. Whatever it is. Resist the urge to get takeout. Your loved one may just say, oh, why don't we just get McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever? Resist that urge. It's it's almost like, uh, you know, sending your kid off to camp. Resist the urge to go visit them. Yes. So it's important that they get used to the routine, much like going off to school or going off to, to whatever, some yeah. kind of camp. So there are times where you can, you can purchase a meal. The facilities allow it. You can oh, purchase yeah. a meal. You sit and I can down, sit down and, talk, and eat with my mother eat with anytime them. we want. I you think know, it's like ten or fifteen bucks, and whatever. It, you know, in particular, if they if they're you know reserved, maybe maybe a couple of times, that's not a bad idea to sort of help be the bridge and help with conversation with you know meeting new people. Although lately, unfortunately, my my mother, who I've always considered to be a re- relatively reserved person. She's ticked off that they keep putting people at her table who are too reserved. Who, do, who don't, yeah. It's funny. Talk a lot, yeah. So it's yeah. really funny. So finally, you know, you want to get the activities calendar. Every place has one of these things and just pour through it day by day by day and figure out what they want to do. Hopefully as many things as possible because the one thing I've learned with assisted living with my mother is the more they're involved in the activities, the more people they get to know and the more friends they have and the more they feel engaged in the whole yeah, place. Yeah, and what's, what's been nice to watch with your mom over time, of course, I know the recent activities director is no longer there, but yes. I know that, you know, we've said this all along with your mom. She, you know, very mentally with it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just other reasons that she's in assisted living. And so I, she's had the opportunity to engage with the activities director and they've realized like, oh, we're we're going to bring this resident in and help have them help oh, plan she's absolutely things, participate. Yeah, well, she As loves. a matter of fact, there there have been times, so since the activities director has, has left the building, uh, much like Elvis, they sometimes don't have someone to run bingo. The residents have taken it upon themselves to run bingo. Your mom could run the heck out of oh, bingo, I know I'm pretty she sure. Does. I know yep. she does. Yep. So, you know, yeah, the more you get involved and the more you get engaged, the more you become part of the place. And even and, like even if they can't make it there themselves, because I know that was a concern for us with your mom. Yes. Right. She was when she moved into assisted living, she was new to a wheelchair. Yes. That was a new, and she was just coming off a major back surgery. Yes. That was a new thing to her. But these places, right, they all you have to do is is open the line of communication. There are CNAs or, you know, other folks in the building who will come help your loved one get to said activity that they want to participate in. That's true. In. And speaking of activities though, if you if, if they have some memory issues, maybe get a cork board, 
put some index cards yeah. up there that just say, you know, bingo is on Tuesdays, movie night is on Wednesdays, you know, the, whatever it is, and uh, help them remember where everything is and, and, and when everything is. One more thing before we wrap up this episode, which has been all about squirrels and, and has been longer than it <laughs> probably should have. We hope you stuck have. with us. We've uh, had some fun. <laughs> when our kids were really little and went off to kindergarten, we found they were completely exhausted for that first week. Yep. Kindergarten, first whooped. grade, second grade, whooped. third grade, everything. They were whooped by dinner time. Expect that with your loved one as well. It's absolutely going to happen because they, they're using a lot of energy mental energy, physical energy, just to get through the day in that new environment. So they're going to be nervous. They may even be a little scared. And that can take a lot out of a person. Absolutely. So that's a wrap for this episode, finally. Squirrel. <laughs> Entitled squirrel. <laughs> it really, subtitle squirrel. Thanks so much for listening. As usual, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a bunch of ways to do it. You can email us, caregivinggenxstyle at gmail.com. You can send us a text or leave us a voicemail. We love voicemail. Text is good. Email is good. But you can you can send us a text or a voicemail at 804-723-1221. You can find us on Twitter. We're not calling that other name. Mm-hmm. Uh, our handle is at Gen X Caregiving. We do post there. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We post there a lot, by the way. If you're on Facebook, you should join this page. You can find us by just searching for the name of the podcast. So we hope to hear from you soon. We will have another episode coming out in a couple of weeks. Have a great day. Good night, everyone. <laughs>